I get to play with the tape recorder. <laughs> it is indeed a great privilege to be with you all on this day as we gather for the worship and praise of Almighty God. I have to share something with you, and that is that these particular scriptures are some of my favorite. And I had a hard time deciding which I would use. So I decided I would use them all and go on quite at length. <laughs> and um, if you believe that, I have a bridge that I'm selling. We're at a crossroads right now as a people, crossroads in, in the house of God, crossroads in a nation. We're at a crossroads over these last few days. And as we remember the horror that had gone on some 15 years behind us, 9-11 was a hard time for many of us, 9-11, I can tell you exactly where our son was, where we were. Our son was getting onto a subway uh, in New York, and had he made that trip, he probably would have been getting off just about the time that the planes hit the Twin Towers. The kind of personalization of these things that happens is often very difficult. But the personalization, how we take those in, how we appropriate them, is a way in which the gospel begins to speak out to all of us. The gospel that we hear today is the center portion of Mark's gospel. And it's often called the hinge from the Galilean experience of Jesus. That is, Jesus is teaching in the Galilee and the unfolding of the suffering Messiah. And so there's this place here where Peter, Peter begins to be the, the foil for Jesus in getting him to speak in the way that needs to be heard. But Jesus is not using Peter. Jesus is making sure that Peter understands who he is as a disciple. And that's the same thing that you and I also need to understand. 9-11 on, on the commemoration of that on this past uh, week. And then yesterday as a day in which, a day in which we reflected on that. We reflected more on that. Today, and I hope many of you will realize this, is the commemoration, at least in the calendar that I was using, called Grandparents' Day. Now that doesn't affect many of us here, does it? <laughs> Grandparents' Day. Grandparents' Day, I suppose, could be thanking, being accepted and thanked for who we are and what we have done. But I hope it's more than that. I hope it's a sense of being able to say the collected wisdom, not just living long, but learning as we go. The collected wisdom has something to offer us all.
And then tomorrow, tomorrow is Holy Cross Day, the Feast of Holy Cross. And it has to do with what it is that we are about as God's people when we are crucified to those selfish inhibitions that we have, to those selfish inclinations, and offer ourselves selflessly in service to the kingdom of God and God's community as a shared responsibility. The cross, the cross of glory, the cross of shame, the cross of horror, and the cross of great joy. All of that gets weaved together. The community at work where we live into the fullness of the kingdom is what Jesus is calling us all to what Jesus is all calling us to. And we need to find a place. How do we do that? I ran across in some of my reading about the settling of the West, a piece about the stagecoaches. Now, I don't know about you, but I knew very little about stagecoaches, so I, I read on and on. If you want to know how they were fabricated, I'm your person. <laughs> it's really very interesting. Uh, and, and the development of them. But what I found more interesting was that there were three classes of people um, you could buy a ticket in terms of three different price classes. First class, second class, and third class. And I thought, well, that's very interesting. When, when I looked at the amount of room in, in there, I, I, and it had nothing, dear friends, to do with where you sat. Now, I want to share that with the airplanes. <laughs> Nothing to do where you sat. Nothing to do particularly with service, although you would also book your rooms, and I suppose if you were first class, you might have booked a better room. No. What it had to do with is the following. It had to do with this. Class one, two, three, no difference in seating, except if there was a breakdown or a bad road condition, first class got to stay on board. <laughs> Second class got off and either waited for the repair or walked on to meet the stagecoach. Third class got off and worked to fix and repair the stagecoach. And nobody got on until they said it was ready. It's a different way of thinking about class, isn't it? It had to do with what were your gifts. If you were a tradesman, you were an important person. And third class does not mean that you were down. It meant that you were the one who everybody had to wait for. Everyone needed to do that. The church 
is the body of Christ. In, in Greek, it's called the ecclesia, the body, the assembly of the people of God. And there are various people who do various things. There are lay people, there are catechumenates, there are the baptized, there are deacons, there are priests, there are bishops. God saved the church. And, and it, is, it is a wonderful way of realizing that it has to do with gifts. Not about position of power or authority. It has to do with gifts that are shared. One of the, one of the people that I got to know when I was a priest in Clearwater, Florida for 22 years was a Russian, um, a, a Russian dissident who ultimately, after being in the gulag for almost 10 years in Siberia, um, she, she was able to get out. She married an American newspaper man, came to the United States, and wrote a number of books. She became a member of, of my congregation. Nila Magidorf um, is one of those characters that you, you think, I can't believe that I ever met her or knew her, and knew her, my wife and I did. She had a fabulous art collection in a very small house. I have never seen 12 paintings on a, on a wall uh, 10 by 8 before in my life. It was so cluttered with beautiful things. But she had brought out through, through the underground the art that was being hunted and, and looked at to be destroyed. And she had, she had worked with these groups. Nila was um, a person, she died about uh, 15 years ago. Um, Kathy and I had, had moved on to, at that point, uh, and I was the dean of the cathedral in, in Dallas, Texas. She died at 101. I think she had a very hard life, but she had a very good life. And one of the people that Neela loved to quote was her friend, Alexander Solonitsyn. Because she said he got it. He understood not, not just his books, but he got it. The line separating good and evil passes not through states, nor between classes, nor between political parties either, but right through every human heart. Now you tell me if that's not gospel. Right through my heart, right through your heart, every human heart. Evil was a personal problem for him, and he saw his need for a savior. What of us? What is our need? Kathy and I had the privilege not long ago of being in Washington, D.C. We were, I was doing a lecture and, and um, I was with a friend who was covering for a church in, in the downtown area. 
a beautiful church, beautiful liturgy, and, and I was asked as a bishop to pontificate. I, I've got to be clear with you, I have never pontificated at a service before. I, I thought, well, this is interesting. You know? and it was, but it was glorious. I, I, happened to, I thought it was fabulous. And um, it, I put that in my, uh, in my resume, have pontificated. Can, uh, in, in, any, in any event, one of the things that, that Kathy and I ended up doing was, was going down to the mall um, and, and we, there were a couple of exhibits that we had not seen. Um, and one was the FDR Memorial. And I've got to say, I'm sorry that I hadn't seen it before uh, because I think it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. And certainly it spoke to uh, our hearts. It was one of those places where whether you live through that period or not, it still came alive in a way that made sense as it, in retrospect. Well, we got to the end as we, as we walked along with these beautiful uh, um, granite and, and stone um, pictures and uh, um, bas-reliefs, and they were, it was wonderful. And the very last has this phrase in it. The test of our progress as is not whether we add more to the abundance of those who have much, but it is whether we provide enough for those who have too little. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the gospel on this day may hinge on what we believe and how we put what we believe into action. It may be the very reality that we are the hands and the feet and the mind of Christ. It may be that we are called. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? And that question stands for us today. But as I read that over, I thought, who, but who do you say that I am, might also be a reflection for us of, but how do you say who I am? It's not just here for us personally, how do you say who I am? And so on this day, I leave you with that thought of our calling as disciples of the one holy and living God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand as we recite together the words of the Rising Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and